to Ovi Boss Babes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Steph, let's go into your time capsule and let's oh go God. back a few years when you were working for an American fitness company, Thou Shall Not Be Named, when you brought Pop Pilates to the Ottawa Valley. Mm-hmm. I was a longtime supporter. I think I even remember telling you, I'm like, you've inspired me. I want to become a Pop Pilates instructor. I loved it. So in a nutshell, can you talk about your experience working for this company and how you went from being their social media manager while also showcasing your own fitness journey on your own personal social media back basically before when you started your Exo Gingy brand? Yeah. It was amazing working for this company because I got to do two things I loved at once, which was social media, content creation, building a community online. And then at the same time, I was passionate about fitness and that person's brand and um, company like changed my life physically. Like that's why I got into health and fitness. So it was so cool that I was able to, you know, meet in the middle of like, I love social media and I love fitness. So I learned a lot. And that was actually the first ever time that I got to experience what it felt like to have a lot of flexibility and freedom in a job. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I was working from home from this company that was based out of California. I had my own, you know, my own schedule. I had a lot of freedom and initiative in the position. So I really I learned a lot um, about business. I also learned a lot of like what it looks like behind the scenes to actually create content, to actually be on social media and then I just realized that it was so funny because I was working for them, but then in my spare time, I was doing the same thing in terms of social media, but for me. And mm-hmm. so I was like this, almost like this this dual energy of like, wow, I'm getting paid from this company, but I'm more excited to like end the work for the day and then work on my own social media, even if it was just completely free and in my own community. So when that role ended, I was like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not getting a real job. Like, I just worked from home and it was my my boyfriend at the time, my husband now was like, why don't you just start selling your own fitness programs to your own audience? And I was like, oh, but like there was still like this disconnect was like, how the hell do I do it? But that's that's essentially how it kind of all transitioned. Well, yeah. let's talk about that stuff because you were selling those fitness programs <laughs> for fourteen ninety nine, yeah, which is so funny. I'm yeah. sure, like, to look back on that and think, like, oh my gosh, I was so underselling myself <laughs> for these workout plans. And then you were also hosting like in person retreats and mm-hmm. events. You were bringing people to the Ottawa Valley community. Mm-hmm. You were really showcasing our community and yourself and like the businesses, mm-hmm. the fitness center you were going to. Like, you were doing a great job at that. And just kind of you know thinking back to even your experience you know working for this company you were building a brand before you even realized it like you were already you were already kind of understanding the social media algorithm you knew what your your Mm -hmm. followers wanted you knew what your clients had wanted Mm -hmm. and you were building this brand behind the scenes before you realized what you were doing yeah and and I think that it's so fun and I'm so glad that I didn't have the awareness that that's what I was doing because I was just doing what I loved Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm just gonna document my my life I'm gonna share I'm gonna then I fell in love with content creation. Then I was noticing like, oh, like I'm building community. People are, I'm creating these connections from all over the world. And then that motivated me to, like you were saying, like in our local area, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this gym and the resource here and the resource here to like bring in like my local element to what I was doing online. So 
which I really like because obviously that's what my podcast is all about. It's all about bringing awareness to local businesses Mm -hmm. and utilizing and outsourcing within your own communities, right? And you, I mean, not that you were had you had been that big at the time, but Mm -hmm. you were attracting, you know, people in the states, like your Mm -hmm. women customers in the states and and all over the world. Like you were literally have people flocking to the Ottawa Valley. I remember your last your last event that you had held right before the pandemic hit. Like you had people all over the world that had come. Yeah, we've had many retreats and summits where people like from all over the world would yeah. come to fly to Ottawa and then get in a car to Pembroke, like little Pembroke, Ontario, Ottawa Valley, which I think is just, that's the power of real connection though. Yeah. It's like people will go anywhere where they feel connected when they, where they feel part of something. So Steph, your brand started as Courageously Confident and you were selling programs like Courageously Confident, Confidence to Cash. You had the whole confidence mm-hmm. thing going. And then you made the shift over to becoming a social media business coach. So how did you strategically make that transition without without flipping your business completely overnight? Yeah, it's something I talk about all the time is when you have a brand and you have a community of people who love you, not just your product, then then you can transition what you're selling and it still works. Mm-hmm. So I went from, you know, fitness and and being about one thing and then I fell in love with business and social media and wanting to teach people that and so I didn't have to really start over because I had an audience of people who like loved me Stephanie and were interested in no matter what what it was that I was offering so the transition was was super smooth it seems seamless because I remember watching as a very dedicated follower (laughs) I remember watching and seeing that you were kind of slowly making that shift over your fitness programs were kind of integrating along with the social media management aspect and and how you were kind of targeting your your audience and what you were saying and I was like how is the fitness portion you know how does that integrate with each other and I think that when you finally made the announcement to say like this is my last fitness program I'm done I've now, you know, I, I've now realized my new passion. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it was really smart of how you did that. And you didn't just make that shift overnight that, yeah. like I said, you you seamlessly did it, but strategically. Yeah, I, I didn't like I took my audience along for the journey. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was a time where it was like, OK, I'm not just fitness anymore. I'm going to start to talk a little bit of like mindset and goal setting yes. and entrepreneurship, but still fitness. And so it was both. And that transition was like, what are the similarities between fitness and business? So then a lot of the themes overlapped and then whenever I made the announcement it didn't feel like hey I'm not doing this anymore I'm only doing this it was just like hey guys I'm going to talk to you about where I'm at and what I'm feeling and this is what it's going to look like going forward and I feel like that people really respond to that because they feel like oh I understand like I'm part of her journey and her community it's not just like see you later now I'm doing this and I think that's why it was so well well received and it's really incredible because I have people in my business courses right now who found me way back when I was only doing fitness, took my fitness stuff. And at that time, they had no interest in doing an online thing, but now they're in my online courses for business. And it's just so fun to see like the same people stick with you, even though you change you know, what you're selling. Well, speaking of your program stuff, we need to talk about it because <laughs> your programs, your mentorship, your masterminds, they all focus on how to sell, gain and retain clients and make money every day in your business. And you launch your masterminds with little information and you you openly talk about this with your clients. Yeah. You you tease your audience, you know, with minimal details and you attract hell yes clients without really saying anything. Yeah. That is I think everybody's dream, right? I think it's so funny because it is, but to me I'm like of course because you know I talk about brand all the time, mm-hmm. brand content, um, connection. When you have that within your free content, you put out an offer 
people don't need to know all those details because they basically already know and trust you because of your content. So I always focus on like showcasing who I am, what I'm about, giving value in my content. So when I put out an offer, I don't need a big long list of things and people are like, yes. And so it's like, to me, it's so simple, but brand is hard. Brand is hard, community is hard, those relationships are hard. So if you're not dedicated to it, then it, you are gonna need to sell in a different way of like giving all the details and your launches and all these things are gonna feel harder, but it's been easy. And that's why I teach people content, 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 brand, 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 because like that will be your reality. So I've noticed that actually, you know, like your unicorn magic, if you will, in my own brand, because when I have said, you know, because I, I sell sponsorships for my podcast, mm -hmm. and I remember I put out a call to action for, you know, to, for people, you know, I've, I've got an offer for sponsorships that are available, and I had people saying yes, and then they said afterwards, they said, wait, so what does a sponsorship yeah, entail? Yeah, what am I doing? After they had already <laughs> sent the money, and I thought, I just pulled a Steph Schwartz oh, move. Yes. Like, I just, I was able to <laughs> attract people without selling myself of what I'm what I'm putting out there and I think that's really smart and able to do that and if you are if you're in your business and you're able to do that you're doing something right yeah and and I can see how sometimes people think that it's like fishy or like you like scam but it's not because mm -hmm. people are saying yes because they they feel like they trust you that mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean so I I just think like those kinds of connections are the strongest so Steph, you have said that you can build a multi-million dollar coaching business by creating brand awareness without hiring a graphic designer, creating a website, or paying for ads. But what you need is passion, a vision, and your phone to show up and show people what you're all about. Those are your words exactly. Like, what post was that? I That's know. good. <laughs> so how have you mastered building brand awareness and how has it transformed your business? I, when I think of brand, it really comes back to the easiest way to create a brand is your being yourself. So my brand is like, yeah, it's business and business coaching and, and you know, and money and sales and entrepreneurship. But my brand is pink. My brand is confident and and bubbly and um, like successful and all those things. And that's me. So when when you can create brand elements and a feeling that's based off of your true, genuine personality. That's, that's how you create something that stands out. And then you pull on different elements. Like it's so funny. I think the first time it was maybe the CC summit that, that pink lipstick was put on me and then it just became a thing mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And then it, now it's part of my brand. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so it's just like those little quirks, those little elements that are unique to you really magnify them in your brand. And that's how you really stand out and people feel connected to those little things. Well, I mean, I think you're speaking right for example of that with all the pink anyways. Now, as content creators building personal brands, it is, it is essential to understand the social media algorithm to stay on top of the social media world, impact people, and share your passion with everybody. So, Steph, how on earth do you keep up with the trends and teach clients then how to scale their social media through your programs? You know, it's really natural to me because I... It's so funny. I, I tell this in my programs. Like, I feel like I'm one with Instagram. Like, I just get it. Since day one, I've always just understood how it works and how people are consuming content. And I've, I've seen it over the years um, change. So the trends. And so honestly, for me, just when I'm naturally on Instagram, I see like, oh, now this kind of content is doing well. This kind of content is doing well. And I'm able to create my own content in a really natural way. And then after I create, I kind of just reverse engineer the process. And then I teach that in my offers. So it just really just comes from me consuming and, and, and taking messy action to create my own content. And then I see what works. And then when it works, I'm like, how did that work? And then I teach 
the how. I was just yeah. gonna say, yeah, because so many people are like, how do you just understand it? How, and you're just like, take my program and you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> But it, the, the way for me is, like, I just try things with no expectation of, like, oh, is this going to go viral or whatever. I, I try it because I genuinely love creating it. And then I notice when it works for me, I'm like, what about that? And then I kind of dissect it. And then that's how I teach it. So, Steph, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to your social media account is when you get hacked. And you not only got hacked once, but multiple times. And your account got shut down and you actually had to start over. So I don't actually even know if it, if mine got hacked, but it just got shut down. I didn't, like it never got hacked. I'm not aware of that. It just got shut down. It just got shut yeah. down. So yeah. what happened? Like, did you just go to log in one day and it, you just couldn't log in or like what happened? You're bringing me back to like the world. I know, I know, you're like <laughs> no, PTSD. Okay. No, um, actually though, so I'll talk about that, but literally all that happened was I went and clicked on my phone and clicked on Instagram just as I would. And there's like this big notification that's like, your account has been disabled. Like if you want to, claim that this is a mistake, like click here. This was in the middle of the night, by the way. And I was alone, Eric was gone. And so I like, ah, so that's what happened. It just, and and it's, what's interesting is I had saw that this had happened to other people. Mm -hmm. So I had some connections of like, what do I actually do? Cause to act, um, content, contact Instagram, it's kind of impossible. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of basically say that it's a mistake and, and it may come back. So I kept, people were saying it may come back. So I was just waiting and then it didn't come back and so I created my new account but it was it was you know it's so crazy because and I know that that you're gonna ask this or we'll talk about it but like it, it in that moment I was like everything is gone yeah like my I thought about all of my connections my community all of the content like even if you save stuff even if you save stuff it's like t to see that gone it just felt like it was the worst feeling in the world well, it's like everything disappears because it's like your your not only your content is gone, yeah. your followers are gone. Yeah. Everything that you've worked hard, your brand. Yeah. Your brand, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. It's just it's disappeared and there is not a guarantee that it's going to ever come back. I had um I had another business owner who this happened to, but she was trying to get verified on Instagram mm -hmm. and she got an email that said, "Oh, your account has been verified." Clicked the oh, link no. and it like got in. And so basically how I view it, kind of similarly with yours is that someone broke into your house took the key locked and waved at you yeah, and said good my, luck getting yeah. back in <laughs> but Steph what I really admired is that like anybody you know you freaked out you panicked and you're like what the hell just happened to me but you utilized Facebook you utilized your Facebook community and you had already had created a business group for everybody yep. like you had already had your Facebook community and and the majority of your followers were already in your group and then you launched a program called the return yeah so not only did you did you you know take this as a learning opportunity but you basically said F you Instagram I'm gonna come back better than ever yeah I, I mean I had two options like thanks for tuning in to the OB Boss Babes podcast and for watching their anniversary special exclusively on Spotify We'll be right back after we take a look at our sponsors. There's a wide range of things to see and do throughout Laurentian Valley for the whole family. Get out and explore the various biking, walking, ATVing, and snowmobile trails. Brew your own wine and beer, spend an afternoon at an agritourism adventure or numerous parks, or grab your skates and hit up Laurentian Valley's skating trail. Take your time and discover more what makes Laurentian Valley special. Check out our business directory at directory.lvtownship.ca to register your business or to explore others nearby.
life But you don't know I'm a boner You worry about my body type I wonder if I'm what they like But I should just say fuck it right You remember Amanda Talker Media, right? In the past two years, the Ottawa Valley has given back so much to her that her marketing business has grown into a team of five. To stand out on social media, you must be recognizable, memorable, and most importantly, relevant. Amanda Talker Media specializes in helping brands with their online social media presence through cutting edge social media, content marketing, and professional photography and videography services. Social media marketing is constantly changing And in order to make that balance between what you say and what your audience wants to hear, you need a thought-out, intentional strategy to tell your brand story. Let's break the noise and make a lasting impression with your audience. Follow Amanda at amandatalker.media for social media tips on Facebook and Instagram, and check out her website to see how she can help you level up your biz. We're the Prosper Company, a husband and wife duo based out of the Ottawa Valley, specializing in photography, videography, and production. We love working with local businesses, families, and individuals in the Ottawa Valley and surrounding area to help tell their stories. We specialize in a few areas of photography, videography, and production, including corporate and small business, real estate, aerial and drone, 3D Matterport tours, branding, event and business promotion, as well as family photography. So whether you're a newly engaged couple, entrepreneur, business owner, or looking to celebrate a significant milestone in your life, we'd love to hear from you and help to tell and share your story. You can visit us online at www.prospercompany.net or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We look forward to chatting with you soon. Hey Ottawa Valley Boss Babe, it's me Hazel, local celebrity, micro-influencer, dog aunt, and now badass virtual assistant. I know that business owners have a lot on their plate, and one way to reclaim time to focus on their passion and artistry is to hire a virtual assistant. Hire a Hazel. Thank you for watching the OB Boss Babes anniversary special with special guest Exo Gingy do nothing and cry about it or just like what are you gonna do and so I had an email list I had you know my Facebook community and and when that happened we said like I never send emails I don't do email marketing but I sent an email to my community and said my Instagram is gone like I I never ask for anything from you guys but can you please just like say that this was a mistake report it come into the Facebook and so it was really incredible to see my community like support me and then it was like this is how I am if something happens I'll you know that quote that's like cry about it or boss up I'm like I'm gonna cry about it and then I'm gonna boss up so it's literally like what what is the story that I'm gonna tell right and so it was like let's do a program there's a lesson here that I want to talk to people about we created a a video we documented the whole experience and I'm really proud of what we did because you know whether it's an Instagram being disabled or something that you build just for whatever reasons you know gets gets knocked down you can always overcome it and that I mean that's how I am with everything but the way that we d- decided to share that story and create a video, I feel like that message really landed strongly in my community. Well, not to mention the relatability. Because yeah. like, like we were saying, this has not just happened to you, it's happened to multiple people. Right. And it does continue to happen on a daily basis. And the hackers, they're going to, like the hackers or, or whoever, <laughs> you know, is behind the, the master manipulation of getting, you know, these accounts, like 
they're gonna do it and it's gonna happen and we're gonna get tricked or fooled or something and but you're gonna be okay I'm, you are I'm gonna be okay you're gonna be okay <laughs> but you know what though the best thing about it is that your community will always support you and they will come back and you know and that's that's champion. when you know you built something real when yes. like I had people messaging me for that month where I didn't create a new account yet saying like I miss your morning posts I miss your story like like that really I always knew that but that made me realize that like I wasn't just someone on social media like I was part of people's days on Instagram because I was posting like I was like that one morning post that made someone's day and made them feel good and I was like wow like that really solidified like we've created something bigger than just you know what I mean a social mm -hmm. media platform well and you've not only created something bigger but I mean you have not done this alone and I want to say that in the sense of like having a team but you've also had a coach and a mentor mm -hmm. and many women are hiring business coaches to help them strategically build their businesses and build their brand, generate more income, and be successful in creating brand awareness. Now, Steph, you yourself had, and I think if I'm correct, you still have a coach. Yep. And you got you you sought out you sought out your coach back when you didn't necessarily have the funds mm -hmm. to pay for to pay for her. But you knew very early on again the importance of investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this actually on my drive today and I'm like, you know what? We all invest in ourselves when we go to school. Mm -hmm. We all, you know, like we don't have that education and so we're going to invest to go to school, get the education to create a, like to get a career. That is no different than hiring a business coach. 100% so why should every business owner hire a coach, whether it's a business, mindset, confidence, empowerment, or a social media organic marketing coach? You know, it's so fun, and I don't know why I had this mindset, but since the beginning, when I had no idea what I was about to create, I had this feeling like I'm about to create something big and I don't know exactly what I'm doing and it's new territory, not just strategically, but like as a human navigating it all. So since the beginning, I looked at ha as having a coach as an insurance policy. And that's why I still have one today. It's like, I know that I'm gonna be creating something brand new. I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm gonna have to go through all of like the ups and downs emotionally. I'm, I want someone who has done this already to be able to guide me, not only practically, but in my mindset. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I saw it since day one. So it didn't feel like, oh my God, a big gamble. It was like, if I really wanna build something big, it made sense to invest at the beginning, even though it didn't make sense. And so I think a lot of people, we don't have that a lot of people struggle with having that long-term mindset because you're only thinking now you're like well i haven't made money yet or i'm scared to invest because what if it, and i totally get that but to me it's like i had those same same fears but i knew if i really want to create something big and and feel supported it just makes sense i think another thing too is that not only that you get what you pay for but it's the same thing with investing if you don't invest your in yourself you're only going to grow so far stay small exactly yeah. yeah and i mean i could say that same thing with like with my podcast like for something like this today i have to fork out money for it yeah but do the, i the, want it the to long term get... roi of yes. all of this in this short term doing it is gonna like you're gonna reach so many more people you're gonna have content for days like it's like yeah. so you were like this is a short term thing to do but what what happens from this is going to go your lifetime which i think is so exciting right Thank you. yeah and it's it's so true i just i think that the importance of investing in yourself whether it is education hiring a coach or mentor um building your brand you, getting that graphic designer or whatever it is you know that you need to succeed mm -hmm. it is worth every penny and mm -hmm. it will pay off in the long run you just have to trust that it does because you won't see it right away but it's easier said than done when yeah. I know I have the evidence, but like it is scary, but just you've, you've got to have skin in the game. And I think the reason why a lot of people don't is because 
they're like, if I fully invest in something, that means I really have to show myself I can do it. But that's also part of why it works because it expands you. Now, Steph, I have a question for you that I know a lot of other people do, and that is, there are just there's so many coaches in the industry, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are millennials. So, how do they obtain the skill sets to be able to confidently teach others how to create and lead their own successful businesses when they're so young? Well, there's a few different things to this. One, I think it's because of like millennials' social media. It's so natural for us to be like on our phone, understand social media, and we were we are the 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 age to at the time that the industry was really popping on social media you know what i mean so it was like it was there but here's the thing is i used to have the fear that if i'm young people won't hire me because i'm young Mm -hmm. but i quickly realized that it's not about the age it's about the wisdom so at 26 I invested big in my business and 20 at 26 i did a lot of mindset work that i like people double my age don't even know exist so it was like oh my god I started to see people older than me were hiring me and it it was not because of age but because of wisdom so I think that the right coaches the right people are gaining life experience by building businesses by doing work by getting coached and it doesn't matter how old you are if you do that work on yourself you're able to lead anyone through the same work now here's a question for you why are these coaches so expensive and (laughs) and my other one is why why do clients why do clients get so excited to pay in full? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Steph, I do not get excited to pay in full my visa. Oh my I do not get that energy to be like, yes, That's I paid so my funny. visa. I mean, actually, you know what? Scratch that, actually. I do get I do get, I do get, get slightly excited to pay my visa off because I'm like, okay, I'm at a zero balance. But but your clients, like your, your clients specifically, like they are actually genuinely celebrating and excited. Because it's not even just the money. It's the 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 money is a representation of what they're doing. So they're excited to say yes to something really big. They're excited to commit to another level on their business. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they get so excited about. Um, Why is it so expensive? It's so funny. It's like, it just is. Like it, it just like, when it comes to mentoring, the way that I see it is if someone wants to come and says to me, Steph, I want to build a multi seven figure business. Well, you know, like, of course, you're going to pay 50K or 40K or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. it needs to make sense. So when someone is hiring a multi seven figure, eight figure earner, business coach, you're paying for that person's experience, their results, their wisdom. So there's going to be a price tag to that. And I think just to put it into people's perspectives, I hired a graphic designer and I rave about her all the time because I just love her. She took my business from a zero to a 10. Yeah. And I have learned so much from her. And in terms of like foreign investment, she was she was expensive and I always tell her you know you got to stop telling you got to stop saying that you're expensive I said you are an investment and you're worth every penny Mm -hmm. because I said it's gonna it's gonna outweigh the like the long-term effects of this other thing is is I know for myself and most other coaches like you can come and learn from me for a hundred dollars there's like there's like there's high quality content and trainings that are at every price point. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have to have like crazy amount of money to start off. Like you can get high quality trainings from myself or any other coaches for a very easy price point. Now, how do you separate yourself from other coaches in the industry? Because like I was saying, Steph, like there there are so many others. And what do you think <laughs> sets yourself apart? And you are this unicorn aside from other social media coaches. I mean, it's so crazy because I don't think I don't really look at what other people do. Like, I'm so like here. Mm-hmm. I'm just so here. And I think like maybe that's what sets me apart is because I'm not like worried about what other people are doing and trying to do something better or as good as I'm just so focused. Um, and I think that I'm just me. And I think people resonate with just who I am. 
and and I, I I do talk a lot about work ethic. I talk a, a lot about really relatable stuff, and I think people are attracted to that. But but I don't think about how do I be someone who stands out. I'm honestly just doing my own thing. Good for you. Now speaking of buying, let's talk money stuff. Oh no. <laughs> you have a no negative money mindset approach, and you talk openly about celebrating your achievements, hitting mega milestones, and you have shared that you have made twelve point five million dollars since twenty eighteen. That is something to really worth celebrating. I would, <laughs> if I made that money, damn right I'd be celebrating. But no one ever thinks that in their wildest dreams that they would become a millionaire by the, by the time that they're in their 30s. I'm sure you never did either. No. And you not only celebrate these milestones in the most bougie way, <laughs> but you openly talk about money and put the numbers out there. So why do you encourage your followers and clients to normalize wealth by sharing their successes on social media and celebrating. I think the biggest thing for me is we have been conditioned to think like don't talk about money, right? Or don't talk about how much money you make, like if that means something bad or like all you care about is money or, or whatever. And I think that we have been conditioned to think that money is bad. And so when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I had to look at money in a different way. I'm sure you get it too. Like you're like, oh my God, now I have to invest this much and this is how much I'm making. Like you have to look at money in a different way than you ever have before. So through my experience doing that, I realized that I had a negative money mindset conditioned from my family, conditioned from mm -hmm. how everyone else is conditioned. So I did work on myself to actually understand that all these stories that we have been told around money are just stories and they're not true. So I healed my relationship with money where now I can feel very confident and open talking about wealth and money and celebrations where it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm being wrong or people are going to think certain things and they will, but that's their projection based off of their conditioning. So my my desire to show to show women this is to not only celebrate what you've created but doing that genuinely means that you've you're healing your relationship with money like that's the, that's what i actually want like mm -hmm. the reason that someone might have a milestone but feel scared to share it publicly is because all the stories they carry around money which is not true so if someone can work through that it's not just working through money that's working through how you feel about yourself so if someone can do that and then openly talk about money like that's a win beyond just sharing your celebration now, Steph, when I look at you sharing openly about all your successes, I don't see any hating comments. I don't see any negative comments. I see women celebrating you. Mm -hmm. I see congratulations, and I see you reciprocating it right back, yeah. celebrating your clients and their wins. But there are haters out there, mm -hmm. and there are people who don't believe it. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that? Honestly, sometimes I don't say anything. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of hate. Um, but if I see someone like saying something rude or not believing it, I really just don't respond to hate. Like I'm, I focus on what is true and what is positive. There have been times where I have responded, and I've literally shown the proof of like tax papers, and they, people still do not believe you. So I realize that if people don't want to believe you, like they're not gonna get their mind changed. So I really just focus on positivity what is the truth and what feels good for me like I'm not trying to convince people so I just I know that the truth always wins so I just stay here blinders on <laughs> haters gonna hate and you know what just stay in your own lane yeah. do what you do because at the end of the day like you know what who are you who are you to prove that to anybody yeah so Steph many people are curious and puzzled and even jealous about how you have built your brand and if you can reach this high level of success by becoming a multi-millionaire social media guru in this caliber, why aren't the rest of us doing it? <laughs> I don't know, no. Um, well, I mean, it's it looks, sometimes to people it looks flashy and easy online, but you have to be someone who is batshit dedicated behind the scenes. 
You know, it's, it's so possible because of the means of social media today. It's so possible because of the coaching industry, but you have to put in a lot of work. You have to navigate a lot of ups and downs. Like this has been the hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. So it's not easy because of the mindset stuff. It's not easy because of the ups and downs that happen. And that's why I think most people face challenges and then, then they don't keep going. So I think that there's that. And because of that, I think that you have to naturally love being an entrepreneur. So I, this is something that I talk about a lot is like people think, oh, this looks easy and flashy and I'm going to feel good when I achieve that, but they don't actually love the process. You have to love the process. I love the process. Like I, I love building, I love creating, and I love the ups and downs, but some people just aren't cut out for that and there's nothing wrong with it, but you just might not reach that level of success. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that answer, especially about being an entrepreneur too, but being like, you know what, then then you try doing it. Yeah. See what it's like. Yeah. And then take a walk in my shoes and see and come I back at me. I say it to anyone who complains about results or like <laughs> the process. I'm like, then why are you choosing to be an entrepreneur? You've chosen mm -hmm. to do this. Like you literally are saying, I'm going to work hard on building something. So don't complain when it's not working yet. Well, that's why people say like, you know, I said, I said goodbye to a nine to five yeah. to like actually like work like. 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. Like, it's, you're a crazy it's so person. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, until like you actually walk the walk and you get it, then you can talk the talk. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to shift gears and talk about your openness, Steph, and your, vulner your vulnerability with your followers about your mental health, because this has been something that you've always been open and transparent about from the get go with your struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I, I respect that. I always love women that, you know, are open about anything that they're, they're going on in their lives. So, why has it been? always important for you to always share aspects of your journey including the hard times I just feel like one it's natural for me like I started my social media just documenting my own fitness journey right so it was always felt natural to just share the journey and the ups and downs um and I, I want people to have a real view of of not just me but like a view of success Right. So anytime I share anything, I want people to see the celebrations, but also the struggles. And I just feel like it makes it more relatable and therefore more achievable. And so I know like through the fitness days and through like anxiety and me sharing all these things, like I just I really at the end of the day care about my own happiness and my own he mental health. And I care about other people's happiness and mental health. And I, I feel like sometimes people get blindsided by like success only, but behind the scenes they're struggling and I feel like if I share my struggles it maybe makes people feel like okay if I'm struggling that's okay I can still be successful well people finally know that they're not alone and that yeah. I mean because social media is just it's such a mask for what's really going on behind the scenes like not everybody is happy not everyone's having yeah. good days like you and I were talking off the pot earlier you know about even how much work it takes to create reels and mm -hmm. and how you know we're thinking like oh I gotta get ready and stuff and then you put on this facade and you're like hey everybody like I'm in a great mood and I'm and this and that and and I actually like I'll never forget like when I because I do my weekly guest announcements on Fridays and I had just delivered our son and I was like putting out my next podcast episode out and I put on my face and I was like all happy and stuff and my graphic designer who I just I cannot say enough great things about it she was like she just messaged me and was just like hey how are you doing and I was like oh I'm doing I'm doing really good like I'm doing really great I'm settling into my role as like a mom of like two now and and like I'm, I've been bouncing back and I'm and navigating everything she goes well how and I don't even know how it came about but she was like how is like how are you and your husband navigating it and I was I started bawling mm. stuff because I'm like how did you know like I had a like Just we had a really down. bad day today yeah. and I put on this facade that either either she see, she saw through it 
or she just had like that instinct or something. And I was just so grateful that she had reached out and said like, but how are you guys doing? Because guess what? That day, my sister and her husband had come over and with their kids and we had been fighting. And I was like, how are we going to navigate this? Our daughter is like hitting her child. Like it just was so bad. And I thought like, this is real. Yeah. This is real life. Yeah. And you know what? It's just, it's so nice when people are open and talking about this regardless of what it is and I've just I've always really respected you that you've said like this is what this is what a good day looks like and this is what a bad day mm -hmm. looks like and I don't always have great days yeah anytime I share something like that I get responses of like thank you so much because mm -hmm. I had the worst day and I felt guilty about having the worst day like that's like I want people to not feel shame yeah I want people to be like it's okay to have the worst day ever and you're still good over here you know yeah. what I mean it's easy to feel like you judge yourself and I think if we just stop judging ourselves then then we're good to go so Steph, how have you embraced who you are and live your life unapologetically? It's a big question. <laughs> I, you know, what's so interesting is I, I feel like most of my life growing up as a kid, teenager in university, like I was so unhappy and not confident, right? The opposite of what I am today. And I feel like most of my life living, feeling like I'm in a box. Once I started to just let myself be me, I was like, this feels so good. This feels like freedom. So it, it, the, the confidence I have today and the drive that I have to always connect back to my heart and what is true for me is because I spent most of my years thinking that that wasn't good enough, right? And so you just, one day it happened for me. I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. And I just freed myself and here I am. <laughs> All right, Steph. Well, this has been enlightening to yeah. say in the least. This has been so fun and we're going to continue the fun. Yeah. And we're going to oh move God, into I'm my scared. rapid 10. Okay. All right. Steph, why do you charge in USD if you are in Canada? Because I'm an international business. Plain and simple. There uh, you go. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> Steph, what is Voxer? <laughs> These are the best questions. Voxer is just like a group messaging app. Okay. I've, I've always been so curious about Voxer. What was your first thought when you noticed your Instagram account had been shut down? Fuck. <laughs> How did you come across your coach, Melanie Ann Lair? I had, I was, I'm friends with someone on Facebook and they had shared her and I clicked on one video and after one a couple of minutes of a live stream, I messaged her and hired her. And I've heard that several women in the Ottawa Valley have hired her as their coach yeah. now too. Yeah. You recently posted seven reasons why your monthly income isn't generating more revenue. What's one reason that pertains to anyone? Um, your content sucks. <laughs> We should stop looking at women thinking, wow, she's so lucky, and start thinking, what? She worked hard. Damn right. Who are the faces behind Team XO? Jake, Brittany, and Andy. The best people ever. Jake's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who is another local boss babe that inspires you, Steph, that you think everyone should know about? So I have two, Callie, who is part of this, um, and Emma from Picket Fence. And I just, I wanna share why. Because years ago, before this was even a thing, they have been so supportive of just like sponsoring things. Or, you know what I mean? Like it just, mm -hmm. every time that I would go in there or ask for something like, can I do a giveaway for like this little thing? Like it felt so small. They have always just been like having open arms and supportive and it means the world to me. I totally get that. Yeah. I, I, I feel that reciprocation as well with everybody that has supported me. And it's funny because everyone that has supported me in my business have all been women. And I mm -hmm. always think, you know what? 
that you you keep that Something in your back pocket. That, yeah. yeah, you keep that in your back pocket and be like, you know what? You support me, and I will always yep. support you, no matter what you do in life. Yep. Yeah, those relationships are so important for sure. Steph, thank you so much for being a thank part of the podcast. Thank you so much. This was so fun. This was so fun. Cheers Yay. to you and Cheers. all the success. And let's celebrate your 12.5 yeah. million. Woo! <laughs>